Another edition of Sky Blue Fans TV. Uh, tonight I've been joined by Glenn uh, Watkin, Ken Stewart, and delighted to say uh, we've been joined by Grace McKenna from the Sky Blues Trust. Welcome, uh, Grace, to the show. Um, and to Glenn, so, um, he'll he'll be asking Grace some questions uh, regarding the Sky Blues Trust. Over to you, Glenn. Hi, Grace. Thank you for joining us today. Um, I just wonder if you could just tell us. Um, a bit about yourself. Obviously, um, obviously, you, are you a football fan? Um, obviously, do you follow Carv? And just a little bit about how you got involved with the Sky Blues Trust. Yeah. So, um, if I start with how I get in, got involved with the trust, I think you might remember maybe eighteen months ago um, when the um, when the club and Wasps were kind of sending open letters to each other <laughs> around returning to uh, the Rico at the time. And I was a COV fan as a kid and kind of um, followed the club when I was younger. And um, the time of these kind of open letters, I was working for the FA. And I thought, this is really silly. Like, why, why are they thrashing us out in public? Like, why haven't they got a mediator in yet? How have they not solved this issue that's been rumbling on for so long? And I kind of thought, well, I'm, I'm not saying I've got the answers and that I can be that mediator, but how do I, as like a COV fan, help and bring, you know, what I know from working at the FA and, and trying to kind of help um, get us back to the RICO. So and um, that's kind of how I found the trust. Um, so the Skybury Trust is kind of a membership organisation um, that aims to represent all fans of COV. Um, and I would say, you know, I'm not a perfect fan. I, um, I'm not, you know, a season ticket holder. I don't claim to be the most representative of all fans. I'm just someone who really likes football, you know, commentary on my team. Um, and I just wanted to kind of get involved, really. Um, so, yeah, like big football fan. I've um, obviously having worked for the FA, you know, I follow the England team, been to um, most England games from the past couple of years, kind of home and away. Um, watch a lot of women's football as well um, so you know love my football um, and kind of hoped that by volunteering with the trust I'd be able to you know bring that kind of passion and knowledge and help them um, with the things that they work on in representing fans um, so yeah everyone on the trust is a volunteer um, we've got about 3,000 members who are all called fans um, and the kind of trust board of which I'm a board member. Um, we just try and, you know, take all of those fan opinions and fan voices. And, um, you know, we sit on the supporters forum with the club um, and, and do our best to try and make sure that that kind of fan voices is, is heard. Um, and I hope that, you know, I've got the right attitude <laughs> for it. I think it's difficult when, um, you know, there isn't a single fan voice, even within the fan base, people disagree on things. Um, but our aim is to try and, you know, represent the membership as best as we can um, and, yeah, bring that fan voice to the club. OK, so uh, with you obviously being a COF fan, just a couple of quick questions. Who's your 
favourite all-time Coventry City player and who's your favourite current Coventry City player? Um, I think favourite all-time, I think given my like age and kind of when I started getting interested, it's probably Dion Dublin because he was a star. And I think, you know, being a kid, you you want star players and that's what you kind of, um, that's what gets you into the, into following the club. Um, but now I'm a massive, massive fan of um, Callum O'Hare. So uh, I went to, we had the Watford game in the League Cup um, yeah. pre, pre-COVID. I can't remember, was it 2019 maybe? Um, yeah, 2019, think, yeah. It was one of his first games. He was still on loan from Villa. Um, and I was just like, this kid is good. <laughs> um, so I'd say in terms of current squad, yeah, it'd be O'Hare. Um, uh, and in terms of obviously... Sorry, um, I, I want to ask, when's your first, what was your first Coventry game you went to? My first Coventry game? So it's diff- I can't remember whether it was Burnley or Barnsley. <laughs> So I went to a game when I was at school um, and I remember because we got free tickets through school. So um, I went to school in Coventry. I'm from Coventry. So that, you know, that's why Coventry are my club. Um, But yeah, everyone was offered a free ticket. And I think I think it was it must have been Barnsley. Um, But yeah, I I have to be honest, you know, it wasn't that memorable. And it was it was a loss. And I think it might have been two one, um, but yeah, it um, if if that had been my first kind of taste of football, I don't think I would have stuck with it. But <laughs> um, fortunately, I've managed to get to other games since then. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Sorry, Glenn, I'll, I'll back to you. No, I was just going to say, what's your been your favourite England game, and who's your favourite England player that you've seen play? Uh, my favourite England game. It's really difficult because, so I, I went to the Euros final this year and that was obviously like intense and probably, yeah, the most intense football game I've gone to. And I don't think my heart rate's ever been as higher as it was during the penalty shootout <laughs> in the final. Um, but I guess it wasn't a celebratory atmosphere and I like that, like fun, obviously the fun side of football. Um, so I think of a, yeah, the Euros final probably is my, one of my favourite England games I've been to just because it was, you know, amazing for England to be in a final in the first place. Um, but yeah, oh, my favourite England game. I I do know what my favourite England game was. It was a World Cup warm up at Ellen Road, um, right before the Russia World Cup, where we played Costa Rica. Um, because the I'd never been to Ellen Road before, and to have that full like patch of England fans sending off the team to the World Cup, like getting a win. Um, it like felt like we were on a high. Um, and you know I. I said I've never been to Ellen Road before, but I'd love to see the Rico <laughs> like that um, because it's definitely like that kind of more joyous football. Cool. 
And is there, have you been many away days with Cov? Have you got a favourite away game? Did you manage um, to get to Notts County away or? No, not really. I really, so that's one of the things that I think I'm suffering from, have, you know, not being a season ticket holder and not getting to go to the home games. It makes it a lot harder to get to the away games, um, not because of, you know, the physically getting there, but the getting tickets. So like my closest ground to where I live is QPR, but the QPR tickets, you know, don't make it on general sale. Uh, I wanted to get to Luton. Luton never made it to general sale. Um, so it is tough, at least at the moment, to get away tickets. Um, you know, the most recent away game that I went to was that Watford game um, because that isn't too far from where I live. And, you know, League Cup um, at a, what was, well, a Premier League ground is um, a lot easier to get to. But even then, like, you know, down in that match, the the away fans, like the Cov side, never stop. Um, I think, you know, I had twist and shout 150 times that match. Um, so, yeah, like I think in terms of an away following, we've got a really, really good fan base. I always remember Watford away because it took us five hours to get home from Watford because the M6 was closed. So I was absolutely cream cracker the next day for work. <laughs> so it was not the best. We were not the best experience in the world. Um, so um, with the Skyview Trust, obviously, our, obviously we follow you, you guys on Twitter. You've kind of had a bit of a rebranding, reboot, relaunch. I don't know how you wanted to say it with the website. Um, yeah. And obviously I think had a possibly a bit more fresh faces coming on board um so what what is the trust about at the moment so how do you become a member what's the trust aims yeah just um kind of sell the trust to people and explain what what they <laughs> what the long-term and short-term plans are yeah so as i said i joined the trust like 18 months ago and kind of straight into volunteering on the board um, and I think there, at that time there were maybe kind of four or five fresh faces. So kind of all, you know, reasonably young Cov fans that joined, joined and wanted to get involved. Um, and the first thing that we did was a membership survey. So I went back out to everyone that's registered as being a member of the trust to say, you know, what do you want from the trust? You know, I, do you think that we are representative of like the fan voice? Do you think that we are, you know, um, putting the right pressure on the club to do things in the fan interest, you know, what do you want from us? Um, and one of the main things that came back was around kind of our website, our communications and how the trust kind of talks to its members and talks to other fans. Um, so I think it was kind of recognised that, you know, things before were a bit rubbish. Um, the website was pretty ancient. Um, you know, we were fairly active on Twitter, but we weren't really saying much um, and we didn't really send out any kind of email comms. Um, so the past 18 months, we've um, you know been trying to work on improving that. Um, so we now have a newsletter that goes out at least once a month that kind of summarises all the different things that we've been working on. Um, and we've got a brand new website, which is skybluetrust.co.uk. Um, and that kind of has a lot of the information of, you know, things that we're working on, all of the, um, you know, boring things like meeting minutes. Um, and, you know, people can go on and actually see what the trust is doing. Um, and in terms of what we are doing. Um, so, oh, sorry, Ken, do you have a question? 
You can see a hand up. And do you want to ask the question? Carry on, Grace. <laughs> uh, in terms of what we are doing, so the Trust sits on the Supporters Forum, which is the group um, of supporters that meets with Dave Body um, and shares, you know, issues that are affecting the fans um, and, you know, lets the club know about things that we think should be changed or improved in terms of, you know, match day experience or, you know, away ticketing is an example. So, you know, I was saying that I struggled to get away tickets, the EFL say, you know, away ticket should be made available four weeks before the fixture. And I don't think there's been tickets available four weeks for any of our away fixtures this season. Um, so making sure we kind of remind the club of things that they should be doing. Um, and yeah, trying to kind of represent the fan voice to the club. And then other things we do are, um, so I and the representative for the trust on the Football Supporters Association, the FSA, which is the national body for all the different supporters trusts across the country. Um, so we work with other trusts on joint projects. So things like, you know, how would we implement safe standing? Or, you know, we met with the Fulham Trust uh, last weekend at the Fulham game um, and did a bit of a handshake and a, um, you know, a, a group picture with the two trusts with the Jimmy Hill statue um, and trying build relationships with other fan groups through the national network. And then the big thing from a national kind of FSA point of view that we've been working on over the past six months or so is the government fan led review. So you might have heard that the government are doing a review of football um, and they've gone out and spoken to hundreds of different um, fan groups across the country, including the trust um, to understand, you know, problems with kind of governance in football. So um, owners and directors tests, um, you know, fan engagement, making sure that clubs stay in the city that they're supposed to represent. Um, so we met with Tracy Crouch, the MP that's running that review um, to kind of feed in on the experiences of, of, and you know, not just my experience as a fan or as a board member of the trust, but we got feedback from our members through a survey to make sure that I was feeding back, you know, what car fans more generally uh, think that needs to be changed in terms of the governance of football. Um, so that's been quite a big project that we've been working on as a trust. Uh, Ken, I think you have got a question. Not sure he's there. <laughs> um, I've got one question that Grace wanted to yeah. ask. Um, one of the one of the things I've been seeing a lot on social media is the twenties plenty for away supporters. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that something that um, you know is looking that, that might is that something you're looking to push forward as well on the supporters forums and the trust? Yeah, so that's definitely something where we benefit from being part of the national network. So yeah. 20s Plenty is a campaign that's backed by the FSA. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously the, the point is to say away tickets, £20 is the, the kind of best, the, the recommended price. Yeah. Um, and we've actually just submitted. So the FSA asked every trust in the country to submit the pricing from the past 
from all of our away fixtures so far this season to get yeah. a feel for how far away from 20s plenty we are. Um, and I don't think, I think there's only a handful of clubs that are sticking to the £20. Yeah. Um, but by feeding that into the FSA, rather than it be just a Sky Blue Trust going to Dave Body and saying, you know, the away ticket price is too high, yeah. the FSA can go to the EFL and put more pressure on the league as a whole that yeah. then kind of applies to obviously all the clubs across across the different leagues so that's where having that relationship with the FSA kind of helps because you know something like the tickets not being available four weeks in advance we can say look we want tickets earlier um but it's just you know a small group of fans making a request whereas once you kind of put it on a national level it become it gets a bit more attention in the EFL respond a bit more positively as a you know an issue that's not experienced by just a small group of people but across all fans across football yeah yeah I think I think a lot of when I when I sort of um one of my sort of biggest bugbears with tickets is like for example we've got Sheffield United I think in a few weeks time I think it's like 37 pound 50 for an away ticket for an adult yeah that's I just, ridiculous I just, I just think it's horrendous I think it's I mean I think with our club, we 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 base our ticket prices based on sort of category A, B, and C fixtures. I think so. I think depending on who we're playing, I think we charge the away fans. Correct me if I'm wrong. Based on that category of fixture, I think. So yeah. I don't think it's a, it's not a flat figure. So um, I think say a Cardiff City game I went to at, at the CBS on the Tuesday night. I think was just just twenty pound. I think, um, which I think is a really good price. And I just I feel. I feel going forward, I think if we want to bring, um, you know, a family, because I mean, remember, you know, if you go back to Jimmy Hill back in the in the sixties, you know, that's one thing he wanted was football to bring football to the family. It's not just about, you know, dare I say, back in the time, one man. It, it's all, it's about everybody. So, yeah. I think that's something I'd like to see, you know, implement the future because football should be for everyone. I mean, it's got it's not just that; it's the youngsters as well, the young kids of the future. We've got to try and make the prices, you know, as attractive as we can to, you know, to get more supporters because they are the future. And you'll just lose fans. Like I used to go to uh, quite a few Leamington games, so National yeah. League. Um, and, you know, for 20 quid, you get your entry, you can get a couple of drinks, you can get a programme, you can get yeah. a burger and like still have a good day out of the football. So then yeah. it's kind of like, why would I go pay? 37 pounds for a cov game when i can you know all i get is my gate entry when i could have like a whole day out at national league yeah sure um yeah, okay. um, yeah grace i was just going to ask you um i, I quite agree there with about the prices because i think coventry's uh, 30 pound walk-up price on the match day is very high as well that's yeah. um something i think the club should look at to attract um a lot of the supporters who decide to come up on the day uh, £30 is a lot to, to spend on for one game for, on the match day I feel anyway but um, that's perhaps something now if I did have a problem if I had an issue um, how do I complain how do I go about it <laughs> uh, yeah no good so um, there's a couple of ways you can contact us so we're on Twitter uh, yeah. so we're at the Sky Blue Trust um, yeah. we've got an email account so we're um, Sky Blue Trust at uh, email.com um, so hopefully easy enough to remember and then that website that I mentioned our new website skybluetrust.co.uk um, has 
as well contact details on it. So um, if you need to get in touch, then, you know, we all have access to the email. So um, anyone from the trust can kind of pick it up and work out how best to um, deal with the issue. Okay, uh, I do have a couple of issues, actually. <laughs> I probably will uh, contact you. Uh, but anyway, um, how long does that take that process? And if I complain, or if I've got an issue, uh, I'll contact you. What, what's your What's your next process then? What so it, then? it depends what it is. If it's something we so, if it's something that is you know an issue that it needs to be raised to the club, then we'll do it in the next supporters forum meeting. So they're kind of you know, I think they're supposed to be once a month. I was about to say, how often do you meet? Yeah, uh, every month. Yeah. yeah and if it's something that's a really big issue that needs to be raised on a national level again um it's every other month with the fsa but if okay. if it was something that you know when um the super league stuff came out obviously yeah. not not necessarily you know something that was possibly going to directly impact coventry maybe maybe not mm. um but the fsa obviously responded to something like that super quickly and got everyone together to talk about how as supporters we should respond so if it was like a major national level thing um yeah. you know we wouldn't wait to the next meeting but if it, and likewise the the club have its supporter liaison officers um so you know i'll sometimes ad hoc email them and say i've had so I had a couple of questions from international fans who wanted to find out about how I follow was going to work this season. Um, so, you know, I just reached out kind of on their behalf to say, you know, to the liaison officer at the club, um, what's the situation? How do they sign up? You know, what's the pricing going to be? Can we share this with our, our international members? Okay. And is it somebody normally like, is it Mark Aubrey or is it, is it, is it normally, uh, you know, someone higher? Yeah, no, it's normally Mark. So Mark and Tynan are the liaison officers. Yeah, but, yeah they're Tynan well, yeah. But Dave Body sits on the forum. So um, when the supporters forum meets, that's raised at kind of CEO level. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it if it's an issue that needs to be raised to Dave Body, we'll raise it to Dave Body. I don't think yeah. anyone's, you know, worried about making him aware of things that are impacting fans okay yeah that's fair enough and do you get a lot of um have you had a lot of new members come up you know since you've started again compared so, to where where the trust was last time how many how many more members have you got so um i don't know about specific numbers but i know yeah. since we launched the new website um it's been in place for about two weeks now yeah. uh, a flurry of new members off the back yeah, of the website so um it's nice to see that you know we've improved our communications we've made the website better and people yeah, clearly yeah. have noticed a difference and want to join um yeah, i think yeah, next... I mean, i'll draw i'll draw not i didn't know anything how to join yeah. like that was a problem and that, i think that's a problem before communication problem with the supporters nobody knew, sort of knew how to get in touch or if they did have a problem they didn't know how to go about it sort of thing and like I, we really want people to join. We want people who care about the club, who you know want to have their say. And like as I said, I I, know, I fully know I am not the most representative fan. I want to see people in the trust who are season ticket holders, who are going to matches like week in week out, because you're the people that you know Dave Body needs to hear from. He doesn't need to hear from me. <laughs> He's watching on Sky Sports at home. <laughs> 
Um, but you know, we're all volunteers. We just care about the club. Like I care about the club. I don't want to see Coventry, you know, suffer, go down, be in administration, all of the things that we've experienced in the past. And I want to make, you know, put my energy into trying to help the club in any way I can. Yeah. And if that's in understanding what fans want and need and trying to share that with the club, then I'll I'll do it. And as a board, we'll do it. Um, but yeah, the the more members we have, the more representative we can be of the fan base. Yeah, so yeah. You know, that's um, good, that's good. That's, I mean, it's nice to know that. It's nice to to know and reach out to, to somebody that you can, you know, because sometimes you don't get answers off the club when yeah. you email them and then they, they never, this is a problem I've had, they never reply and, you know, and you think, well, where do I go from here? They're not replying, how do, how do I go in contact with somebody? So it's nice to know if the Scarborough Trust have got... Um, contacts within the club that can maybe sort a problem out that, that has arisen and uh, needs sorting out so it's handy to know that yeah so I'll definitely then, be joining <laughs> please do join so if you go on the website skyfreetrust.co.uk you can join it's two pound to be a member so um and if anyone who's listening you know can't afford the two pound um and that's like you know obviously things are difficult at the moment post-covid there's cuts to universal credit like i get it two pounds to spend on skyview trust not everyone might have you know drop us a line um we're open to all members whether you can afford it or not so um yeah it'd be great to to get some more fans on board um and then the other benefit i guess or the thing that is coming up um from an FSA kind of national point of view is the fan-led review that's just been completed. They're about to publish the findings and one of the things that has been proposed in the initial evidence is putting fan representatives on club boards right. and those yeah. fan representatives would have to be democratically elected in a certain way um, it, effectively in the same way that the Skybury Trust democratically elects its board members and um, and team. So, um, you know, if you join the Trust now, we're going to be working with the FSA and working with the fan-led review um, that, you know, if that kind of fan representation on boards happens, you know, we want to make sure that, that it's a true fan in that place yeah. uh, and not, you know, someone that's been I don't want to say planted, but it needs to be, you know, a a person who actually cares and can fulfil that role as someone who is the voice of the fans. Um, so, yeah, if, you know, we want people who are passionate about the club and might be interested in fulfilling that role to, to join the trust. So um, we've got, you know, the right people in our membership. Fair enough. Yeah, sounds good. And obviously that membership also extends to overseas fans. Obviously we've got plenty of fans yeah. overseas as well. Excellent stuff. We've got quite a few overseas members as well in the trust. Sometimes I get messages to say, obviously they have different issues to fans in the UK. So I, I said, like I follow as one, yeah. um, but making sure that, you know, if someone doesn't live in the UK, that they yeah. can still participate as a fan uh, yeah. and not feel a bit left out. Yeah. And is the is relationship with the club like a, a positive, strong relationship? So I, 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 you know, I'm reasonably new to the trust, but yeah. I'm not naive enough to know to not realise that there have been issues in the past. Yeah, sure. Um, and I think you know 
when I joined the trust, I obviously Googled the trust and was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> people yeah. don't like the trust. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I think that maybe the relationship in the past hasn't been, you know, in the in the past, we've had some real tough times as Coventry fans. You know, yeah. the trust isn't there to, to support the owners and manager. It's there to make sure that Coventry is the best team it can possibly be. Um, and, you know, it is based in the city and um you know is financially stable and has a great playing squad um so there have been times where I think you know the leadership of the trust and the club have obviously clashed and um you know that's because the trust has to represent its members we have to represent what club fans are thinking and um you know that's not always positive and it means that there has to be challenge um but I think I, I don't know I think Dave Boddy, who chairs the supporters forum, is obviously open to listening to supporters and listening to what the trust has to say at the moment. Um, I think, you know, the club are obviously talking about building this new stadium, whether you think that that will happen or not, or, um, you know, if if that is to go ahead, we want to make sure that the trust um, is feeding into kind of those proposals and that development so that the stadium is fit for purpose in terms of you know things like fan travel and the fan experience and um you know yeah. I, I think we've got to a stage now where the trust and the club you know we have a, a, a healthy relationship and uh, it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows but uh, I would hope that they respect that we represent a you know good proportion of the fan base um and you know we've got we have a voice and things to say that you know if the trust if the club sorry act on those things will improve the relationship with the fans yeah yeah it's good it's good i mean you're not always going to agree obviously everybody disagrees and don't agree with certain things but it's nice to have a voice out there and put your opinion yeah. forward if you have any concerns and the fan base, our members don't agree with themselves. Like, you know, we do we do surveys. And before we moved back to um, the CBS arena, we did a survey that said, you know, where do you want to see Coventry? Do you want to see them continue to play in Birmingham? Do you want to see them back at the Rico? Do you want to see them at a new stadium in Coventry? You know, or any other option that comes into anyone's minds. And there was no, you know, whilst... The majority of people who responded said they wanted to see the club back in Coventry. You know, mm. there, there were still people who say they want nothing to do with the Rico. Whilst it's owned by Wasps, they want nothing to do with it. There's people yeah. who, who say, you know, we, we need to build our own stadium. There's, you know, within our own membership and our own fan base, there's people who have different opinions. We don't claim to have, you know, the right opinion or the, the trust is just there to try and be a voice of the fans and represent the majority and acknowledge the the other discontent as well and make sure that we're sharing this kind of feedback with the club yeah okay fine yeah i mean like i mean obviously on the field it's been a it's been a brilliant season Grace, yeah. hasn't it with uh third in the league i mean I think I think we can all agree. If I think at the start of the season, if someone said to me, "Yeah, we're going to be third in the in the championship," or okay, but unfortunately, only eleven games gone. But even so, it's I think what what I think what we want supporters is just hope. You know, hope of doing well this season. And I think 
as a fan, that's all you can ask for, really. And if we can just improve our waveform, then I, I really feel that, you know, we, we can have a, a brilliant season. And that's it, like the whole point of, you know, the Trust ran a bit of a campaign last year around bring Coventry back to Coventry. And obviously we had the great news that we were coming back. Um, yeah. And, you know, why do you want the club back in Coventry? It's because we can bring that home support. It, you know, it motivates the team on the pitch. Like there's no doubt that having the team back in Coventry this season and having the fans back has been a positive thing that I hope, you know, has helped that performance that, you know, we obviously can't say if the fans weren't there, we wouldn't also be third in the league. But I think there's no doubt that having the fans there is a boost. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, yeah, so, Glenn, did you have any questions for Grace you want to ask? Um, I just wanted to ask Grace um, what she thought the trustees trust goal was probably for the next 12 to 18 months and obviously from the football supporters association side what does she see is going to be the big changes that are going to come into football maybe within the next two to three years is it realistic to expect every club to have a fan representative on the board is, yeah. is that going to really happen so um, in terms of the trust, so we want to kind of yeah, re-engage all of our members and make sure that, you know, they know what we're doing and um, what we're trying to achieve. Um, so there's, you know, being that voice of the fan, there's being a bit more community minded. So I think, you know, and it hasn't helped with COVID, but making sure that the trust is, you know, helping other kind of fan initiatives. And, you know, every year we always make charitable donations to local charities and you know try and engage with kind of Coventry um, you know local charity partners and things um, but make sure that we're a good voice for the fans we're engaging with the community um, and then we're continuing to kind of advocate for the best Coventry there can be so whether that's a club that's really financially stable a club that is based in Coventry um, you know, reacting to what the club is doing. So if they continue with this plans for a new stadium, making sure that that stadium kind of has fans at its heart as well. Um, so, you know, trying to make sure that the club keeps fans at the heart of the decisions that it makes. Um, and then in terms of um, the FSA work, so the fan-led uh, review of football governance is due to publish its findings in the next couple of months. But I think things that we'll definitely see that will change the way football operates over the next couple of years will be a new owners and directors test. So I think that will probably come into place. Uh, funny that, you know, Newcastle have been taken over today by the Saudi backed um, consortium, because I think, you know, there's definitely a desire to change that test across football to make sure that the people who buy clubs and invest in clubs uh, are doing it for the right reasons um, and I know that when you know when I gave evidence in the, the the fan review we had a lot of conversations around how you know owners come and go but fans are forever <laughs> So, you know, an owner can yeah. come in for five years, can come in for 10 years. But, you know, if, if you become a fan of a club, you, you tend to be a fan of that club for life. Um, so making sure that, um, you know, we get the right people that um, buy and invest into clubs. Um, and then that 
you know, fans are better considered in the running of football clubs. So, you know, Glenn, you're right that maybe it is a bit unrealistic to think that there'll be a, a fan on the board of every club, but that is one of the initial proposals that have come out of the first um, kind of report from Tracy Crouch, who's the MP that's running it. Um, so she's very keen that, you know, if if the ideal scenario is a fan representative on the board, maybe we get a watered down version of that. But, um, you know, some think that means that fans are better consulted and involved. Um, and um, I think there's definitely going to be something that comes from that review around protecting kind of what they call like heritage or community assets. So things like um, preventing owners from changing the club badge at will at, at their whim or for example moving the club out of the city they play in you know for no apparent reason that there's going to be some part of the legislation that um, insists that you know clubs are part of their kind of community um, and also the the things that kind of make a club, so your club colours or your club badge or, um, you know, things that are part of the history and the fabric of your club are protected um, so that, you know, you can't get a, um, you know, an international investor come in and say, oh, actually, the colour red works better in China <laughs> and completely change, you know, the kit of your club. So um, I think, you know, I hope that the fan-led review prompts some action. I think there have been reviews in the past and maybe things haven't been acted on and I'd like to see in the next two or three years you know actual changes made by the government that mean that you know those owners and directors tests do get better, financial uh, reviews of clubs are a bit more kind of thorough um, and um, you know things like those kind of club assets are protected um, but you know, Tracy Crouch, who's run the review, is very, she's a massive football fan herself. Um, you know, she is very engaged with kind of the football community and fans. And obviously, she's then going to propose these really positive things for fans, um, whether, you know, the likes of Boris Johnson and the, and the other people that would have to vote on these changes agree, yeah. like to be seen. Um, but, you know, it's, I, she's spoken to kind of over a thousand different people around this so I would hope that it's not all for nothing um, and I think that the um, response that was seen to the proposed Super League you know showed that people across all parts of the game you know want to see fans at the heart of these de big decisions so um, yeah I hope that there is some positive change um, in the next couple of years. Cool. And just to wrap things up, our city getting promoted this year. <laughs> so I, I, this is a really terrible thing to say as a fan. I would rather not see us promoted because I think as it stands, we would really struggle in the Premier League. And as wonderful as it would be to be in the Premier League, I think maybe we need another year or so to kind of continue to strengthen. Um, so I'd like to see, you know, might it'd be nice to make the playoffs, but then at the same time. I also wouldn't want to go to Wembley and then see us lose. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't uh, lose at Wembley. I think 
I think I think to be fair though, Glenn, it's not something we'd expect to be talking about after eleven games of the season. And we were we were thinking, oh, me personally, I was just happy to stay up again for another season and maybe better the sixteenth position we were last season. But that just shows how far the club have come, hasn't it? The fact that we're yeah. still talking about things like that. It's, it's definitely it's incredible. Yeah. It's yeah. testament to the work that Mark Robinson and, and and the whole coaching staff, I must add, have done. But it's just been absolutely brilliant being a fan. Um, At the start uh, of the season, yeah. I wanted to see us on the the top half of the table. That's yeah. that was kind of my thinking. I was like, oh, it'd be really good if Coventry were on page one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so to be third at this stage, like as you said, Robbins has done an amazing job, and he's done an amazing job ever since he rejoined the club and has built us up to this point. So yeah. I, I wouldn't. I'd also hate to see us go to the Premier League, you know, be at the bottom of the table and lose Mark Robbins. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think it's a it's, it's a really interesting point you make, Grace. I think the other way I look at it is I could say, well, we we might stay as a championship club at the end of the season, we might not get promoted, but we might lose players anyway, and we might be weaker. So that I don't think I think it's an interesting point about the Premier League. The other way I look at it, I see is I look at clubs that have come up, you know, Brentford this season in the Premier League and have done have done well. Leeds last season, and I guess dare I say Sheffield United previously in their first season done well. So it is possible, but yeah, I think it's. I, I totally understand where you're coming from because it's it is a, it, it's an exciting prospect, you know, to think we could be a Premier League club once again after you know 20, 20, 20 years outside of the top flight. Um, but I think at the moment, I think all I'll say personally is I think we just let's enjoy where we are at the moment. You know, it's 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 been such a long time where we can talk positive about our club. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had so many bad years. Uh, so many times, you know, times we've been playing at Northampton and obviously recently at Birmingham City. Now we can sort of talk about on the field now. We've, you know, we've, we're playing, you know, back in Coventry. Um, I'm a lot more optimistic about the future. I think the future does look good. Um, you know, we, of course, we'd like a few more million in the bank to spend on players. Who, who doesn't? But I think overall, you can't really complain about where we are as a club. I think, I think it's great. And and also, I just want to add the supporters have been brilliant this season as well. You know, um, it's just it's it's been it's been brilliant really overall. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with you really. I mean, the only thing I say about going to the Premiership, I'd love to go. Obviously, Norwich and West Brom and that do that on a regular basis. A bit of a yo-yo clubs, aren't they? And they have the money, and that's the problem. You get the money when you go up, don't you? Yeah, and, uh, and you get and the parachute can, payment when yeah, you come back down. <laughs> you got that security where we haven't got that. So yeah. if we did know what, and we did get relegated again. Then we've we've got we've still got the parachute payments, which yeah. could secure or help keep us the best players, you know, yeah. um, or even get better, more players in. So you know that that's another thing to look at it money wise. It's worth a lot of money to go up to the Premier League, and um, I think you know it'd be well worth um, Mark Robbins' squad like to keep the players that we've got or try and keep as many good players as we can if we did go mm. up and um, have the backing and have the, have the budget to, to do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyone else got any questions for Grace, Glenn? Are we all good? I was just gonna I was just gonna say fairy godmother wish wish situation. I'd love us just to get finish first or second and have a yeah. celebration in front of the fans, which we didn't get to do yeah. in one when we went up. Exactly, and I think yeah. that's just, but mm. that fairy godmother doesn't happen. But I just want to say thank you very much for joining us, Grace, and giving up your Thursday evening. It's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you and you're more than welcome to come back and join us in the future. 
Thank you. Thanks so much for having me yeah. on and listening to me waffle on. <laughs> no, no, it's, it, 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 it's echo Glenn's point. It's been great having you on, and um, yeah, thanks for everything uh, you said tonight. It's been it's been really informative, um, and I'll definitely urge all Skype fans to to join the Skype Trust. Trust. Um, it's a really it's a really it's, it's it's a really good really good thing to join, and yeah, once again, my thanks to Grace. Uh, thanks to Ken, as always, for your contribution. Thanks yeah. to Glenn. Yes. Um, we'll be doing another show, um, I think it's this Sunday, um, and we'll be providing more details uh, on social me- on our social media channels, so stay tuned for that. Thanks, for everyone, for listening, and play out Sky Blues. Cheers. Play out Sky Blues. Cheers. Play out Sky Blues. Bye. 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 Bye.